Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. In a world where hatred is monetized and toxicity thrives, we would rather talk about the stuff we like in the realm of pop culture. We don't always succeed with that, but no matter what, we will always keep things lighthearted and fun. This is another happy pod. My name is Lawrence, and I am joined by Nathan, who is not doing the intro today. And I never will again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I should have established something uh, more lasting and more like a better, a better voice for it. You, you, you had a good cadence yeah. to it, and I just felt like I was winging it there. No, I, I'll never do it until this city has met my demands. <laughs> what city? I know. We live I've in two full... different cities. <laughs> I've gone full supervillain. Okay, I've kidnapped the mayor. I've, I'm I'm holding this podcast a ransom. We're not, we're not even doing a superhero thing. What is this? What? I don't know. I'm tired. All right, you woke me up. I didn't wake you up. We agreed a time at like seven in the morning. You had twelve hours to be here, and then you were late. I also had a full day of work, unlike some people. Yeah, well, that's that's your life choice, not mine. Sorry, I need to earn money. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, I need to pay my rent. We weren't all we're not all fucking living off daddy's money. <laughs> I think I earn more than my dad. My dad's retired. I definitely earn more than my dad. Yeah, well, his castle would beg to differ. So that being said, he's probably got more money in his bank account currently than I do in mine. So that's fair enough. How much has he got? I'll ask him after this. We'll, we'll find out. Just a, dad, randomly, how much is in your bank right now? <laughs> No one, no one, no Every man busts a tenner. Yeah. Um, the amount of times at uni, I sent him a message like, hey, dad. And he was like, how much? And I was like, 20, please. <laughs> I was literally the same. I could, I could send my my dad a message like, hey, dad, how are you? And he'd literally just respond, how much? Yeah. <laughs> I remember once I did it and my dad, my dad tried to send it to my old bank details. Uh, and that was a real chaos. It was, I, I desperately need a quick tenner. And he sent it to the wrong place. And then his bank tried calling him and they were like, what's going on? And he was like, Lawrence, I fucking hate all of this. And I fucking hate you. You did the exact same thing to me once. You like lent me like a tenner or something. But then you sent it to my old Barclays account, which I don't use anymore and haven't in years. Uh, and I, I don't know any of the deals. So I had to call them up and everything. It was a whole nightmare fiasco. <laughs> One way or another, Nathan, you worked for that tenner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, did, yes. I actually should have paid you more for the amount of effort it was actually an hourly rate at that point um oh we're talking about a 
We're talking about time. I'm trying, about trying time. to do a joke here. We're talking about about time. Is there a joke to be made here? It's about time that we talked about time. There we go. I knew you'd drive it home for me. I wasn't quite there, but you brought it there. Because we're a week late. We are a week late. Look, typical me, I'll say. It wasn't so much you. In fact, it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> At all, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, Nathan, why don't we just... We, we recorded something early because we'd already seen it, and we were like, well, let's jump on and record something again. Like, the, the day or two later, we got a week ahead, and then literally the first week that we'd had to be- we could benefit off of this week in advance situation, uh, I left the recording to uh, and didn't download it. And on I went to download it on the eighth day, and it turns out that it expired. The link expired on the seventh day, uh, so we lost that episode, and now we're just back to <laughs> square one where we're recording the night before. Not even square one, square zero, really, because we lost a week. So yeah, if anything, we lost of this arrangement. Yeah. The point was we liked the Lego Batman movie, but you'll never hear it in depth. Yeah, it's too late to talk about it now. We're done with the Batman. But here we are talking about this movie. It's time. It's about time to talk. It doesn't work when you've already done it. Nathan, do you like this film? It's a Richard Curtis classic. The last Richard Curtis we spoke about, we did not like. Oh, what was that? That was last Christmas. Oh, see, I knew it felt familiar in some fucking way. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's fine. It's not an offensive movie by any stretch of the word. But I do... I don't know. I I guess, like with Last Christmas, I have issues more with the universe and the world and the questions that it poses than the movie itself. It does some supernatural shit out of nowhere, and you go, oh, what? And it raises way more questions than the runtime allows it to answer. It, it's See, the whole the whole time travel element I'm okay with, because it's set up literally within, like, the first five fucking minutes. Like, it's not... Oh, like I'm, talk, I'm talking about the... Last Christmas. Oh, right, okay. Well, Wait, I'm so, talking about this. So you're not a fan of this, or you're, you're not, not a fan of it, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm talking... It's fine. Yeah, I just said that. Everything I've been saying is about this. Oh, okay. Unusual. Yeah. Unusual? All yeah, right. I love this movie. Well, go on, then. Uh, so I suggested watching this, because um, I think it does something cool. Uh, it, it's, it's the classic rom-com that Richard Curtis is known for. Uh, very Love Actually-esque, and it's like, you know family and and you know love and blah 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 the big core fundamental themes of a richard curtis classic um only this time it does something kind of neat which is where it introduces time travel and it's it's not like a time travel but you know you go back and you kill hitler they even joke about not killing hitler it's it's just a nice little plot element to differentiate this from other similar types and i think this movie has a clear goal like a clear theme and vision and it and it just works really well and and consistently to to bring it to to realization i i really like this i struggled with this movie and i got very angry whilst i was watching it but that wasn't the movie's fault that was my (laughs) fault just something just something else happened and you were like oh fuck (laughs) no it wasn't even that it was because like i i knew nothing about the movie okay i knew fuck all about the movie apart from Rom-com, time travel. That's literally all I knew, okay? Those those two phrases. Rom-com, time travel. Four words. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so going into it, I was, I was expecting it more or less throughout to be a story of, like, how 
Domhnall Gleeson and Rachel McAdams got together, and it'd been the story of their their like their coming together relationship, and you know it would end with them being happy, and and that would it, and that would be it really. But it's not. It's like they they get together quite quickly, and then it like moves through a lot of their relationship. Like they get married, they have kids, their relationship goes on and on and on, and then like throughout the entire movie, I was waiting for something to go wrong with them. I was waiting for some big moment where they like break up, and you know maybe she finds out about the time travel or something. Something severely goes wrong. I was waiting for that big rom com moment where the couple, you know, doesn't where they break up or whatever. Yeah. And that never happened, and it just left me so frustrated and angry. I couldn't work out what this movie was whilst I was <laughs> watching it, and it wasn't until it was finished that I was like. Well, what was the fucking point? And I just, it left me angry. <laughs> no, no, fair, that's completely fair enough. Because like, I can see if you know that, if you just think this is a standard rom-com, it, it, it's not that. Uh, and it and it does go in a different direction. I can see if you were watching it, you'd be like, "Why? Where is this going?" And it seem seemingly the the blissful part of the relationship just goes on, and then you've got twenty minutes left, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" That, that's exactly it, though. Is the the blissful part just kept on going on? There was like there seemed to be no real issues with this couple whatsoever. Like they hardly even had an argument. And and throughout the rom com, I was like, "This is strange. This is we're like we've got what twenty thirty minutes left, and not even a hint." of like a problem between them I, I don't see what what's happening um and it turns out nothing was happening so <laughs> i know so stuff stuff was happening just not what you expected would happen right like it's... well i was gonna say what was happening was we were told very specific rules about the time travel rules that cannot be broken under any circumstances and then they just break them just for a laugh nah. just for a just for a pleasant day out, let's let's just and let's just have all these very clear rules that we've set up. Let's just break them one they last time. They Why don't not? break them for a pleasant day they, out. They, they do. They break them for a pleasant day out, but everything's fine. There's no ramifications. It's all absolutely peachy. So whatever. I'm the fool, I guess. <laughs> this has made you genuinely cross. <laughs> it has. I think. Do you not think there's a lovely element of this movie where it's about like I? So I, when I first watched this, I was kind of the same. I was a little bit like, it, it doesn't go anywhere or do much. Um, and then I was, I wasn't really a fan. How at the end of it, basically the narration, because this is narrated the whole way through uh, by uh, Donald and as Tim and it at the end it's like so this movie was about this and it and it does do that there is a lot of here's the secret for happiness even when you have time travel the secret is don't time travel just live your life and be a better person and I was a little bit like I kind of got it I didn't need the movie to spell it out for me but when I watch this today I think once you know what this movie is it definitely works better a second time round or a third time round because you're looking at all the times where he like strives for perfection or he like chooses to go back in time and craft a scenario that works the best possible way but every single time life kind of slaps him back down and there's all these it, at the end of it you realize the only times he really succeeded was when he just let shit happen and then try to do better in the future and not as in like not traveling back through time as in he would just when other scenarios in life would present itself he would just try and be a better person that's what i got from it i can't really comment because i've only seen it once like a week ago yeah no fair enough i don't want to watch it again (laughs) i don't know i guess i'm looking at it more i don't know (laughs) the antithesis of this podcast i guess i'm i'm looking at it in a very pessimistic way 
um, which is obviously what we love to do here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There was elements of the whole the whole time travel storyline that I just found a little bit sinister and creepy because he just straight up broke up the couple and then took her for himself. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. All right, that seems that seems a little weird. And then he he like he had sex with her three times in one night just by going back in time travel again. I'm like. All right, not, not technically wrong, I guess, but still. There are definitely some odd moments. I, I wrote down a note that says, poor Rupert, man got played hard. Uh, which is because he's just a nice guy. Although he kind of is presented as a nice guy and then kind of presented as a dickhead immediately for the next, <laughs> like the next scene. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like he, he comes in the art exhibition and he's like, oh, this is nice. I'm a nice guy. I like that guy. He's a cool guy. And then next time you see him, he's like, what's up? Party time. And it's like, uh, we're obviously not meant to like him for this scene because then it would feel, then we'd look at him and go, you're a bit of a dick. That's not a nice <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> but yeah. No, I also the their entire relationship, um, Donald Gleason and Rachel McCallum's relationship is kind of built on a lie because the first time he like actually talks to her and then like stays with her in in this timeline or whatever, he tells her about Kate Moss, which is what she told him about, um, and he doesn't know fuck all about Kate Moss. He's just saying exactly what she told him, and then I'm like, did they ever talk about Kate Moss again? for like no, the entire no. 10, 20 years or whatever, <laughs> or did they just was it just that one time and then it was never brought up? No, he just, he opens it, he opens with a killer Kate Moss line and then it's like, no further questions ever again. <laughs> they go to dinner yeah. like straight after that and like, you can only imagine if she had another point, he would just be like I agree, profoundly yeah, that's me um, yeah. Did you like how everyone's from Cornwall and, and none of them have accents? Um, yeah I guess no. I did like this is another thing. Like I was supposed to root for this this guy in this family, but they're obviously like the biggest fucking Tory family going <laughs> in their like mansion on the hill, like looking over the sea. And, yeah. Oh, we spend the day eating sandwiches by the beach because we don't have jobs because we don't need them. There's a line in this where he says, uh, "I've never met a rich person who was genuinely happy." He says in his countryside mansion with the ability to travel <laughs> through time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's, you can. Tell definitely nitpick this and it is fun to do so it is one of the movies that it it was definitely written by a privileged dude uh because the the problems in this are presented as quite trivial but i think the movie does make a point of that later on like in the fact that like that's it i think so because it gets a bit more real it does get a bit more like it, they kind of they touch on like light alcoholism like suggested abusive relationships uh and like how Going through that, the motions of that obviously is negative, but as a loved one, there's not much you can do rather than, like, you know, you can just watch it happen or you can take an active stance in trying to help that person. Um, and the movie kind of does a bit of both and, like, makes Tim learn a bit of a lesson there because he tries to fix it the quick and easy way, which doesn't solve anything. Um and causes more. Well, it problems. does. Well, no, it, it does. It, it but then it causes it. problems for him. Yeah, as in, like, but you, that, that's so. That's the world's way of being. Like, this is not how you fix a problem. The way you fix it is by being present and helping her as a brother from the get-go. You can't just swoop in at the last minute with your superpowers and save everyone. You have to still. You like life is still shit for <laughs> for in certain scenarios, and there's fuck all you can do about it. Um. But yeah, no, this is a fun movie to kind of nitpick a little bit. But is there is there anything you did like about it? Or like, I know you don't hate it, but... I, I don't hate it. I just, I don't know. 
Um, what did I like? I, li I like the cast. I love Rachel McAdams in pretty much anything she's in. She's always like the best person in the movie. Yeah. Um, and no exception here. She's great again. Um, put her in more stuff because she's great. I was gonna say, isn't it crazy that Rachel McAdams' career started out as being like the head bitch character, like archetype, yeah. and then she very quickly just veered into like the lovable girl next door <laughs> type rom com. I'm pretty sure Mean Girls and the Notebook came out the exact same year. That's so range. That's... that's very good range. Yeah. <laughs> that is very good range. Yeah, <laughs> and she's amazing at both. So... Yeah, and then she then <laughs> yeah. she becomes a bird or something. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> that's <is> that <laughs> lingering silence. I'm gonna cut that silence because it just makes me sound horrible. I didn't like that. At all. <laughs> but now I can't cut it because I've I've said about it. Oh no. Uh, what a what a ridiculous situation you've crafted for yourself. <laughs> this is truly um, terrible. Yeah. So I like the cast. I enjoy Donald Gleeson. He's fine. He doesn't break the mold in any way. He's just little British Irish Donald Gleeson. Um, I do enjoy um his dad. What's his name? Um, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Yeah. Um, again, just what you expect from him is good. Everyone's good. Everyone's good. Uh, Margot Robbie was a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one and a weird accent. Yeah, I've got a note that says Margot Robbie. Uh can master any accent in the afternoon except apparently the English one uh, or like yeah. the London accent um, yeah it wasn't but no good, good for you Margot Robbie good for you you, yeah. you got off neighbours well done yeah yeah it's very this and this was what, it was this same year as Wolf of Wall Street which was like her biggest well like a breakout kind of thing right uh, yeah I think so yeah yeah so. well there you go good on you Good on you. So you like the cast. <laughs> you don't like anything else. You really didn't. I, like I thought this cast. would be well up your street. I genuinely thought you'd really enjoy <sighs> this. Wow. It's, 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 it's difficult. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I didn't. But... I don't know. I like. I didn't actively dislike the movie. I just there wasn't much that I did like really, yeah. and I just found that I found that a lot of stuff about it kind of just pissed me off. Like <laughs> the stuff I did like the the moments I did like I did really enjoy the part like about how you know his dad had cancer and he kept going back in time and using the time travel to keep having moments with his dad even after he was dead even after the funeral even the fucking day of the funeral he's like going back in time and they're talking about or you know the speech coming up and and all this sort of stuff and and i did like that that was very sweet it was it was really good i i did like all of that stuff but then they just fucking ruined it for me because they like they put in a point a plot point where you cannot travel back in time once you've had children. Well, you can, but then you will have a different child, okay? Yeah. Your child will be a different child because it's a different sperm in that timeline or whatever. Makes sense, kind of, I guess. Um, it's it, it, it's not that it makes sense. It's just explained quickly and well enough for you to go, okay, that's a rule. Yeah, that's a rule that makes sense, okay? Let's go by that. That's a very clear pot point and rule they've established, okay? And then they even go further to the point where he and... Uh, uh, Rachel McCallum's Donald Gleeson and Rachel McCallum's I'm saying the, the actors' names, I can't remember the characters' names, but they they want to try for another baby, um, and he's slightly hesitant about it because that means that he won't get any more time with his father. They go so far as to to make it a rule that he doesn't want to have another kid initially at first, anyway, um, because that means his time with his dad will be over. So he goes and speaks to his dad about it, and they have like sweet moments and stuff. 
and then eventually, like he decides that, you know, this time has been nice, but it's t- it's time for me to let it go, to let this time with my dad go, and and to move on with my family, and which is nice. It's a brave choice. It's again heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time, but it's it's a good choice and it's a good moment. But then they just fucking go, nah, fuck that. Let's um, <laughs> let's, let's let's go back in time to when you was a kid. And I was a younger man, and just run around on the beach for a little while, and it won't have any effect at all. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, won't be an issue. We'll be back in time for supper. So let's I, go do that. My my reaction to that because it, it was a this was like I said this viewing for me was kind of a transformative one where I realised I actually really enjoy this and I like what it's doing. Um, but I got to that moment and I knew it was coming, um, and I kind of just went like. It's the fact that, that he's a younger boy that changes everything. Because if it, if they went back to, like, a week before his first kid was born, Bob's your uncle, same yeah. same thing, but you don't get the imagery of father and son as clear as that, as clear as little boy yeah. and father skimming rocks on the beach or whatever. And I was like, why did they do that? Because could, they could have just stuck to the rule and just had like another nice moment another moment where they're sharing a drink together or another moment where they're doing whatever else like anything else other than that one scenario that is there and there's no dialogue it's not like a scene it's it's a quick thing that you could technically cut out of the edit and it wouldn't have made a difference like you didn't even have to show us what that was just like have a knowing thing of like oh they clearly just experienced something lovely together and that's that uh so the the kid the the kid that plays young tim or young donald gleason uh is richard curtis's son in real life okay i i don't know whether Mm. that was a deciding factor in why he desperately wanted this scene um because it's it does seem like a weird choice to just randomly go hey that rule oh fuck it It just seems weird to put so much stress and so much stakes on that one rule, on that because they even say like at the beginning there's no real rules to the time travel like you can pretty much do whatever you want. He's been you know going about he hasn't really mucked anything up so you know it's it's, it's all fine. And then later on they find out oh no actually there is like a rule I should probably should have told you it's actually yeah it's actually pretty serious. Um, seems like a funny thing, like when his <laughs> so when his son's wife come, becomes pregnant, seems like a weird thing to not just pull him aside and go. By the way, this yeah. this <laughs> fucked me when I was young. Don't do it. It's really it's traumatic. You you think your child yeah. is gone or not just dead, but like erased from life. Um, maybe don't do that. But no, he lets his son find out, and then he's like, "Ha ha! You found out, did you? Ha ha! I'm Bill Nye, and that was a rule." <laughs> like. It was very like odd. yeah. It it just seems weird to like have it be such like a prevalent and important rule in the movie, and then them just throw it aside for like one little moment. Yeah, and it's a nice moment. Don't get me wrong; it is a nice moment to have like the father and son uh, stones on the beach sort of thing. It's 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 fun. It's horrible. I can see why they would want to do it, but if it's gonna negate your whole fucking dramatic tension element then why just yeah do something else i don't know yeah i think i really (laughs) i know i knew that would because you're you're a stickler (laughs) for the rules aren't you you love rules in films and you i'm not i'm not i just no but you are you're not you're not a stickler for rules in terms of like you're boring but if a film establishes something and then does the opposite you get fucked off by it like most people do because it's a it's a pretty glaring plot hole type thing yeah um, it's 
Yeah, I guess I do. It's yeah. it's the funny way that Bill Nye goes. If we're, it's a bit naughty, but if we're really careful and we're not seen, or <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, you wrote this. This is a last minute inclusion, isn't it? <laughs> like you don't have time to change the rest of the the scene or the other scenes where yeah. where you change the rule or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, I think this has got some nice like. It's got some pretty unique stuff. Like I like the um, the meat cute kind of thing that never actually technically happens. Uh, but like the first time you, the characters meet, um, at least for Tim, is like it's completely in the dark. And I like the fact that it's in that restaurant in London that actually exists. The blind waiters serve you not something you don't know what you're eating in the dark, in the pitch black. Um is that real? That yeah. seems fucking weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a real place. It's more of like a... It's less of a restaurant, more of an experience uh, in real life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it does exist. It's, I don't know if it's like that and exactly that, but the same rules uh, exist in a restaurant in London. Um, oh. But yeah, quite cool. But anyway, I like how they committed to like doing something a little bit different and then like showing us... Not showing us like anything about them you just hear a nice bit of audio and it's a nice way to connect and i i I watched this with headphones um which proved two things one very nice and immersive very cool way to introduce us to two people who i think's character work in this is is pretty pretty stellar uh but then also made me realize this was definitely recorded in two separate occasions in a booth because this audio (laughs) it listening listening to it through headphones it, this is this it's way too clean <laughs> like it's it sounds like presumably how i sound now very close to a microphone and if i were just underlaid uh some restaurant ambience in the background uh yeah i i wasn't watching with headphones but i picked up on that as well the audio was very very clean in that specific moment yeah um for the for the two actors but that's fine yeah no, but but like I, like i say it's a fun it was a good little scene. Like I, I enjoyed the, um, I, I enjoyed how kind of different it was. It wasn't like they're at a party and they bump into each other. I mean, it technically was in this weird time travel thing, but they did the less. That's what it ended up. Being. Yeah, yeah. They Although didn't... no, they they didn't bump into each other. He tracked her down, knowing <laughs> yeah. that she would do that, yeah. um, and then he uh, quote unquote accidentally bumped into her. Yeah. Yeah. The um, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of like get your whiteboard out and like let's track her down kind of situation. I like I like that he runs into that restaurant in London and is like, "Hey, dude, some woman came in here earlier. Who is she?" And he's like, "Sorry, man, I don't know, but if I knew, I'd definitely tell you. I'm the best security dude in the world. <laughs> I I feel no obligation to protect two women that came into this uh, restaurant earlier from a man who is frantically telling me that he needs to know who they are and where they went. He lived He lived in an art gallery for a week, I guess. That's fun. I don't think he was there for a week. It, definitely some time. But I think he was there like all day. He was there for like a week. Was he there for a week? He was definitely there for multiple days. Number one, his fucking outfit changed. Oh, maybe I didn't listen. I didn't notice that. <laughs> His sister showed up at some point. Do you think she was just in London that afternoon? She might have been. She did live in London for a time. I don't, there's so much outfit changing in this movie that it's hard to keep track of <laughs> of different things. Because every time he goes back in time, he's wearing something different. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. That's true. Also, um, why even invite that fucking playwright guy to the wedding? He's he seems like a dickhead. Why even be friends with him? He seems like a massive cunt. Um, also, the wedding. There, it rains when they leave the church, and then they're all at the reception. And they're all perfectly dry. 
So. You are cinema sins, aren't you? You are really, you are proper. Get your dingers out, boys, because Nathan's got some problems he saw. <laughs> that one was very cinema sins. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank <Just>, you. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that, that, you probably, you just recorded that with the cadence of uh, it rains after the wedding and then uh, they're all dry at the reception. So, yeah. Ding. I don't, it broke the rules. It did, it did. Oh, I tell you what, let's let's find out something else. And I don't know, you might have something prepared for this, you might not. Uh, it's time for Nathan's uh, Nathan's London accuracy test. Uh, this movie depicts people travelling in London. Nathan, was there anything untoward or anything that caught your, your radar? Um, person at the checkout on like fucking WH Smith or something was way too friendly. But that was the point at the end of it. That was the point where like he he lives every day again, but he goes he lives with like the, you know the he lives life. To I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand the themes. Not happening in London. I don't care how. Good <laughs> yeah. you do it. So someone comes up to you and smiles, and they're like they're like thanks. I'll just have this sandwich, and and they're, no matter what, they're still gonna be like yeah, all right, fuck fuck, fuck off. I've got a line of people. <laughs> I don't care about your fucking sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Um, to be honest, I wasn't really focusing too much on the London stuff. It seemed more or less fine, I guess. Um, there was like a little bit of we're here and now we're there, as there always is in these movies. Yeah. But it 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 wasn't anything too offensive. So. You know the you know the walk to the car. Um, when she goes, this, wanna... this was yeah, this was very long. But yeah. yeah, she goes, do you want me to walk me to my car? And he says, oh bloody hell, do you have time parking? And it's a bit of a bit of a funny like, well actually, my car's parked outside my house. Come in for sex. Um, yes. But uh, in so in actual fact, they would have had to have walked six miles uh, <laughs> to, to to get there. Uh, which fuck about yeah, which is way too long for sex. I'd be too tired. Way too long. I'd be too tired for sex after one mile of walking. Uh, no wonder he fucking fucking bottomed out on his first go. Yeah, exactly. him. I'm not being funny, but give a man a chance. Like, come how's on. he? What? What is his energy and f- resetting with each time travel? Because he he went like he went. I think I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I think to be honest, I think that's what Richard Curtis intended the takeaway from this film to be. Let's let's discuss how how the time travel rules work in relation to Domhnall Gleeson's stamina during sex. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> does does do you reckon one character I did like was um the the uncle or like the brother of um Uncle Desmond. <sighs> Bill Nye, yeah, Uncle Desmond. I, I he was a, just a very sweet character. Um I and think, like, was he not the he, brother of Mary he... or Oh was he? Well I think, I think he was the brother on the mum's side. Were you gonna say does he have powers? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I don't think I. Th- I thought the same. I. D- I wasn't too sure, and I don't think they actually ever say what uncle he's a side of. Um, yeah. But then, like you know, later on they have a very close bond. He tells him that he loves him at the wedding. Um, but then, like other things, like the mum calls him darling and stuff like that, which is a very like. I don't know. In this, in well, that's just that's. Oh, I mean, mums call people darling. That's just a mum thing. Yeah. That is a mum thing, to be fair. Yeah, especially a Tory mum yeah. thing. Um, I did like. He's always in a suit. Like no matter what he's doing, he's yeah. having like breakfast out on the lawn. He's got a little suit on. He's he's, he's looking his best. Bless him. There's an analytical point to be made there. Like, I don't know what it is, but someone cleverer than me can watch that because there's definitely something in the fact that he he's he must he's got like some sort of early onset Alzheimer's kind of thing. I, 
it seems like he has some kind of learning difficulties or he's got Alzheimer's or something. Yeah. So, something's going And I, I think there's but, definitely uh, a point to be made that like he's the, he seems to be one of the happiest characters and yeah. and also the one that's can't hold on to any past information. Like all these guys have got the ability to travel through time and craft scenarios perfectly to the way they want them to be, but they're not as happy yeah. as this one guy who is just living a simple life wearing his nice suits and going day to day and experiencing life. Well, no, because in fucking Bill Nye's wedding speech, he's the best man. Eventually, he even said like he's like loved three men or whatever, and one of them was Desmond, his brother Desmond or whatever. I think I think he just says Desmond. I think he, I, I don't know if he says brother or not. Yeah, no, but I, it'd be weird to say that about your brother-in-law, wouldn't it? I don't think so. Not for this. He clearly lives with them. It's a very close-knit family. I think it's his brother. I don't know. Well, in that case, I think, I think he's wasting his time with his time travel. I think you're wrong. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> I think I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I think I don't know. Either way, he's clearly not using his time travel unless he unless he's just waiting till everyone goes to bed and then he's just living an absolute fucking crazy life because he's got no kids. He can do whatever he wants. I'm going to ask Richard Curtis right now. Yeah, go and text him. Let, let me know what he says. There's an online theory on Reddit that is Uncle Desmond is so scatterbrained um, because he can't travel in time, but is deeply affected by all the time travel happening around him. <laughs> so it, it doesn't really work because everyone else would technically have to suffer the same way. But he is, uh, yeah, the idea that just every time Desmond gets a grip on something in his simpler mind, it's it's just fucked the day later. Because <laughs> like, some one of these guys has gone back and changed something somewhere. Oh, here's something. Zoe Deschanel was originally cast as Mary, but dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. I saw that. Yeah, it was going to be a. Um, yeah, it was either. I think back then, in like early, in like early 2010s, it was either Rachel McAdams or Zoe Deschanel. Well, hi there, boys. I'm Zoe Deschanel. I, I don't see a. Uh... Zoe Deschanel's great, but I don't. I think Rachel McAdams was right for this. Zoe Deschanel would have been like a little bit too new girl, if that makes sense. Too bit too quirky for this. She would have demanded a scene where she plays the ukulele. Yeah, that is extremely true. Anyway, that's this movie, I guess. <laughs> you done? You got nothing else to say on it? What else is there to say? I don't know. To be honest, it's worth it's worth going on saying that I I think it does some really interesting stuff. Um, especially with the ending. I think the movie works the whole time to achieve one theme and like core message. And I think it does it effectively it's more so on a rewatch. So I understand why people coming into this expecting a rom-com, which it very much so has the tropes of would be a little bit like, um, where's all the rom-com stuff. Um, it kind of is like a, another movie disguised in a rom-com kind of packaging. But yeah, no, it's 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 cool. I like this. I think it's got some good moments, some great characters, um, and some. It's funny. It's fun. It's a good time. You're you're being harsh on this. This is a good film. I don't think it is. I don't think it's a bad film, but I don't think it's a good film. You think it's a middle of the line film? Just. A, I think a... it's perfectly fine, serviceable. But yes, it's serviceable if you want to kill. Two hours and get a little angry. Sure, why not? <laughs> no, but you, if you want, if specifically you want to kill two hours and get a little angry, other people can kill I two think hours. People would get, I think people would get angry. Listen, it's not the best when you have an established rule and you just decide, hey, fuck that. But it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't break the movie for me. 
kind of does for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Why even say it, though? Why even put that much importance on it? Because they wanted a scene oh. where he picks his baby up and it's the perils of time travel and getting too involved can fuck everything. And blah, blah, blah. Well, then you don't get to go back in time and be a little boy. Yeah, that's the way to change it. Just don't have that one shot where from a distance you see something that goes, that makes you go, oh, what? But yeah. Or just fucking have a shot of them going into the cupboard together and then him coming out alone or something like that. That would have been a, a better way to do it. doesn't really make sense, but... Fuck it, I'm not a screenplay writer. Anyway, this has been whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> this is chaos today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. This is fun. This, made, chaos. this has made me laugh. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing this. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. But it was my wedding day. Wow, we that sounds fun. We we don't talk about in Canada. You just put in a clip. You just the whole fucking purpose of putting in a clip is so you don't need to say anything here. We don't talk in Canto, but it was the podcast. Leaving it was the podcast. Right, he's left everyone. Uh, Follow us at another happy pod. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're also uh, you can review us. Hi Nathan, he's back now. You can review us, uh, and you can also fuck. What can you fucking do? What do I normally say here? Uh, thanks, thanks for listening. You can review us on social media if you want, or you can check us out on social media. Review us on podcasts, apps. That's the actual way they do it, not what I said. Anyway, bye. See you next week. Bye.